May 14, 2023. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We had a phenomenal event that took place the other day in the Oregon area, I believe. This information comes from the Portland, Oregon National Weather Service. We're going to read right from the site that's later in this episode. But the temperatures went from 59 degrees to 81, 81 or 82 degrees within a 25-minute period in the middle of the night. And temperatures in many locations kept going back and forth, back and forth. It almost sounds like a heat burst, but it wasn't. It was something really unique, which we will read about. In this episode, we're going to hear about Cyclone Mocha. Cyclone Mocha was a severe cyclone. One of the strongest on record, perhaps the strongest, since at least satellite imagery was available. That was in 1982. That's when that became available. One of the strongest on record in the Bay of Bengal, and it made landfall in western Myanmar. That happened on Sunday. At one point, it was a Category 5 hurricane or Category 5 cyclone with sustained winds of 175 miles per hour. I have not heard that for a really long time. And gusts as high as 200 miles per hour. I read that it made landfall. At the time it made landfall, it was 130 mile per hour sustained winds. Which earlier I called that a category three, but really it's a category four, according to the Washington Post. This episode is going to speak about several heat waves that are going on around the world the bells whenever you hear the bells that means something educational was just said or is about to be said meteorologists have collected weather with enthusiasm is this podcast Two tropical storms, or one of them was a hurricane, actually, a Category 5 hurricane. And as of yesterday, in the northern Indian Ocean, that made landfall uh, today, earlier today, as a Category 3 hurricane. Oh my gosh. At 130 miles per hour at a country, the name I can't pronounce right now. But it starts with an M. It's the country to the east of India. You know, the water temperatures over there are very warm. We're talking about water temperatures in the upper 80s. So this very well could be a phenomenal storm. In fact, rainfall accumulations of 10 to 20 inches is what's being forecasted. The European computer model has some places getting 15 inches just within a 24-hour period. But what's amazing about that is 
that you know that doesn't even come pretty close to what Fort Lauderdale got a couple weeks ago. They got 25 inches or so within a 24-hour period from just a thunderstorm. They actually broke the record with it for a tw- the, the most rain ever in Florida within a 24-hour period. The previous record was set in a hurricane, as it should be back in 1980. So it's just totally unbelievable that Fort Lauderdale rain that happened during the last two days of the Pesach holiday, the Passover holiday, totally phenomenal. And, you know, the ocean water temperatures around there are nothing near what's going on in the Indian Ocean. We'll have to see. Maybe the rainfall accumulations over in by the hurricane will end up being a lot more than what they're forecasting. Temperatures are just brutally hot over in many locations in India. Many of these places have high humidity in the morning, high humidity in the evening, but then the things dry out in the afternoon, and that's when the temperatures start to go way up. They start to go way up in the afternoon because there's less humidity. The sun becomes very efficient at heating up those temperatures. Regardless as to what the temperature is, the heat index is exactly the same in all locations, pretty much. You know, you have whether you have a dry heat of 110 degrees or a humid heat of 100 degrees, both places you end up with a heat index of 110 degrees. The only difference is if there should be a wind, the 110 degrees is going to feel much hotter than the 100 degrees. The heat index chart was only made for winds of 5.6 miles per hour. And amazingly, winds that develop when temperatures are higher than 95 degrees, get this, we've spoken about it before, will actually make the temperature, it will make it feel hotter outside. It makes it feel hotter outside. And this is something which is very important for those that are, that go on motorcycles in the heat, especially there's Kansas and Arizona, those places like that. We have really the most phenomenal part about the weather right now is the specific Northwest heat wave that's developing and it's really peaking tomorrow in many locations. It's going all the way up to 58 degrees north latitude. We're going to see temperatures going into the low 90s. The Washington Post said a huge shakaroo, which maybe they will take it back. I don't know how they could say this, but they're saying that this heat, this heat dome is on par with the tremendous historical heat dome that took place in June 2021. The only reason why the surface temperatures are going to be cooler is because it's happening early in the season. But in terms of the upper air dynamics, the heat dome itself, it's on part. I don't know if anybody agrees with them. I don't know where they get this information from. Maybe they're going to explain it better because interestingly enough, in Canada, the Environmental Canada, which is the National Weather Service for Canada, they've issued heat advisories for those locations and it's just so weird. At the very end of the heat advisory, they say it is important to point out that as warm as these temperatures are and as record-breaking or close to record-breaking they are, this doesn't compare to what happened in June 2021. Just a very interesting thing to put in a heat advisory because why why should that be important in regards to the heat advisory? <laughs> uh, but 
that's what they have if when you read it there. Uh, we have heat advisories in effect across the state of Oregon, across the state of Washington. Temperatures in some locations, Washington going up to 100 degrees. Sunnyside, Washington will be getting pretty hot. We also have an unusual weather pattern taking place in the desert southwest as rain, not from a monsoon, this is just a weird weather pattern to have in May, to have rain developing, but at the same time, forecast highs, at least for the Phoenix, Arizona area, are forecast to be above normal for most of the week, despite these chances of rain and thunderstorms. We have, you know, Los Angeles, California is going to go way up tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to reach heat advisory criteria, but they certainly are going to be getting very warm. Speaking about what we said before about the heat, the 90 degree heat going all the way up to 58 degrees north latitude. The truth is the heat goes even further north than that. It's just it doesn't hit 90. It's not forecasted to hit 90 further north than that. But the heat is forecasted to go up to 60 degrees north latitude with temperatures well into the 80s. What we have that happened yesterday is we have the sun uh, came up and there's a special name for the sun. I don't know what the name is, but I believe it's in Barrow, Alaska, and they're not going to see a sunset they're not going to see nighttime for a long time. The sun is up permanently for the rest of the summer. So we should really start to see things heat up over there, uh, at least to some extent, and uh, enough to stop sending cold air down here. Yes! That... Uh, would be very nice. You know, the European computer model shows a snowstorm. This is way up north, however, towards Nova Scotia uh, for the beginning part of next week. This year, I've been noticing that the European computer model is really only accurate up to about four days out, maybe five days out, maybe not even five days out. So it's different than last year where it seemed like the European computer model was a lot more reliable. Um, speaking about the Pacific Northwest, something very interesting that one of the National Weather Services pointed out is that the humidity is expected to increase somewhat on Monday. Now, this is not like a Midwest humidity or a Gulf Coast humidity. We're talking about dew points going into the 50s instead of the 30s, possibly even 60 degrees. Now, why? Why should there be humidity? Where is it coming from? So this is a big shocker. So which one of these National Weather Service said the humidity is coming from the Gulf of Mexico. This is unbelievable. How does it get there? It, it has to climb, go through a mountain range. And it's just amazing to me that they're... The humidity is coming from the Gulf of Mexico. So that Gulf of Mexico really has an enormous influence on more than anyone could even imagine on the weather. It's really amazing, totally amazing. And temperatures will be slightly lower tomorrow. That's what they say. But if you look at the forecast highs, the forecast highs show actually warmer temperatures tomorrow up in the Pacific Northwest. So this is some... Uh, phenomenal stuff that's going on, uh, the heat. And, you know, the Pacific Northwest heat wave, they're going to be breaking records. We have temperatures from the low 90s to the low 100s, or we should say mid-80s to mid-90s usually, but a few locations getting into the low 100s. But we have many more heat waves going on. We go into Pakistan, uh, Jacob Abad, 
in Pakistan, uh, you know, the Washington Post says another thing, an unbelievable. This is, they're really coming out with stuff that's impossible to believe. It started off with that waist deep hail that they said fell back in March. And they're saying that the wet bulb temperatures, the wet bulb temperature, that's the temperature. If you were to put water, let's say, in the bottom of a mercury thermometer, the temperature that the air hits as that water evaporates is a sizzling 95 degrees. <gasps> Human beings can't survive that. Really, a human being is unable to survive that. I believe it takes humidity and wind into consideration and the sunshine. The highest I was able to find in the European computer model for this week was 85 degrees, consistent 85 degree wet bulb temperatures in India, across the United Arab Emirates, and many locations, especially next to these really warm waters like the Persian Gulf and places right around India. So we have temperatures, you know, going into the mid 100 and teens. It was really common, common to find that 113 degrees, at least in four different parts of the world today, parts of Africa, areas in the United Arab Emirates, in China, there's temperatures at least going well into the 90s. We have places in northern Australia, which have temperatures going into the 90s and you know, we just have at one spot, which I would love to get the name of the place because I saw it earlier today, a city where the forecast high is going into the low 120s later on this week. The winner, the winner, which I, you know, we have to look at the name of the city and maybe we'll take an extract out from the rough, rough draft podcast and put it in here because that one has the names of the cities. This one city, you know, uh, besides the 120, there's a different city where you have temperatures going up to 98 degrees with a dew point of 79 degrees. And that's going to produce heat indices in the upper 110s. teens. We also have places where the heat indices will be going into the low 120s. Heavy rain, the National Weather Service tells us heavy rains falling over in eastern Texas, southern Texas. And if you look at the rainfall amounts that are forecast to happen this week, the southeast portions of the United States are expected to get high rainfall accumulations, probably just due to continuous thunderstorms as a front stalls right around there. Originally, the front was forecasted to go south of Georgia. Now it looks like the front will be hanging out right along Georgia, might even go further north than Georgia. We're also going to see that heat and humidity build over in that area. There is, I believe, a tornado watch or a severe thunderstorm watch in effect as we speak right now. I wouldn't think there's a tornado watch, though, because tornado were really not considered a major hazard. That wasn't really part of the forecast for today. Yesterday, there were some tornadoes that touched down in Iowa and Nebraska. We do have a low pressure system over the Midwest Corn Belt. And we have the warmth and the humidity certainly hitting the St. Louis area, but we're having a difficult time getting this warm air into the Chicago area. We mentioned that in Yerushalayim and Jerusalem, temperatures go into the low to mid-90s on Tuesday, 105 degrees by the Dead Sea at Ein Gedi, same with a lot. Heat advisories will likely be effect for that area. In Tel Aviv, we'll only be making it into the low to mid-80s, perhaps because of the higher humidity along with the cooler water temperatures by by the Mediterranean Sea. Well, the the hot day over there is Tuesday. The warm day here in Chicago is also Tuesday as temperatures soar well into the 70s here in the Chicago area on Tuesday right before that front moves through. We have another front coming for the weekend and perhaps things will warm up 
right before the front moves through. Meteorologists are not sure about what type of a south flow we're going to be getting right before that front moves through. We have severe weather risks developing across the Midwest, especially across southeast Missouri, St. Louis, to Cape Girardeau, to Paducah, Kentucky. Also, some portions of southern Illinois and southwest Indiana today, tomorrow as well. The main threats will not be tornadoes, large hail and damaging winds. The eastern Pacific hurricane season starts May 15th. The fascination is tremendous with India because of the heat. We're seeing temperatures going well up into the 110s. We have temperatures going into the mid-110s across parts of the United Arab Emirates. You have places around there also going into the mid-110s. Some areas have temperatures going into the low 120s later on this week. You know, we have a place, uh, Jacob Baba, J-A-C-O-B-A-B-A-D, the Windy.com app says that it's in Pakistan. The temperatures today's high was 113 degrees. Yesterday was 111. Friday, 113. Thursday, 116. Wednesday, 109. It's just uh, tremendous heat. We have a- another place, Amorelli. But you have a temperature, today was 105 degrees, dew points in the low to mid-60s over there. I think the winner, however, is the city that I found where the temperature was 98 degrees with a dew point of 79 degrees. This was in a city called Syampur, S-Y-A-M-P-U-R. That's what's forecasted to happen on Tuesday around 2 o'clock p.m. On Wednesday in the city, forecasted to get up to 100 degrees with a sauna-like dew point of 78 degrees. This type of combination produces heat indices, upper 110s or low 120s. Interestingly, the Pacific Ocean actually has colder water temperatures than normal when you head off to the West Coast. A relatively wet week, a very unusual weather pattern is developing across the Arizona area and the desert southwest. Very unusual for this time of the year. In fact, people might even think that the moisture resembles what would happen in the monsoon season, but this is not a monsoon at all. Uh, This is something that's... It's not a result of the low-pressure system that develops because of the heat. This is something completely different. What's very interesting, now nothing, that all of this doesn't hold a candlestick compared to what happened in one of these cities in Washington or Oregon. It says the pattern that's developing right now is generally called a Rex block, a blocking pattern that can take a while to break down. Have seen some interesting temperature trends overnight as east to northeast winds increase just above the surface, occasionally mixing down to valley floors. Now listen to this. These winds are more persistent in elevated terrain, with some observations showing gusts 30 to 40 miles per hour for exposed areas. For many valley locations, this is resulting in a temperature yo-yo, with temperatures dipping into the 60s or upper 50s when winds slacken, then sharp increases into the 70s or even low 80s when where the winds pick up. For example... 
Florence Airport was reporting 77 degrees Fahrenheit as of 3.35 a.m., which is extremely unusual. Meanwhile, easterly breezes are gusting 15 to 20 miles per hour at Florence. At 10 o'clock p.m., before Florence started experiencing these offshore breezes, it was only 59 degrees Fahrenheit. The east winds broke through sometime between 10.15 and 10.30 p.m., causing the temperature to jump 22 degrees to 81 degrees by 10.55 p.m. Could you imagine that? Within 25 minutes, the temperature went from 59 to 81 degrees, and it's been going up and down, up and down. This is from the Portland, Oregon National Weather Service. This is up in the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's almost like a, these pneumonia-like cold fronts. This is all indicative of a very unseasonably warm air mass aloft for mid-May. The easterly synoptic flow, being as strong as it is, will likely keep sea breezes at bay all day Tuesday. With the temperatures 5,000 feet above the surface, 15 to 18 degrees Celsius. The European computer model shows rain of 15-inch rain accumulation happening where the hurricane pulled on shore. Forecasts call for 10 to 20 inches of rain. A severe cyclonic storm in the Bay of Bengal made landfall in western Myanmar on Sunday. Earlier this month, on May 1st, a dust storm moved through southern Illinois, maybe even central Illinois, Montgomery County, Illinois, right over Interstate 55. Dust storms often are a mile or more high and could be several hundred miles long. These storms could be accompanied by 60-mile-per-hour winds and visibilities, which are barely a few feet. The technical term for dust storms are haboobs, H-A-B-O-O-B-S, and they're most common in the desert southwest, but occasionally do occur on the plains and even in the Midwest Corn Belt. Throughout the world, they're found in northern Africa, the Arabian Peninsula, Central Asia, and China. They've even occurred in Australia and South America. This information comes from the Washington Post. The way a dust storm forms, strong winds blow dust into the air. Usually, these strong winds are the result of a thunderstorm outflow. A dust storm is associated with drops in temperatures. Sometimes these dust storms occur outside of thunderstorms. Usually, the term sandstorm is used for these more widespread events. Sandstorms over Africa can occasionally suspend enough Saharan dust that some blows all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. That's what we had, which happened back in the June of 2021. Dust storms are extremely dangerous. It makes it very difficult to breathe for those that are outside. But the greatest threat occurs on the roads. Erratic winds and abrupt drops in visibility can happen in seconds. The National Weather Service recommends drivers to pull to the side and stay alive if they're passing through an affected area when a dust storm hits. Dust storms are most common in sandy or dusty areas, especially when those areas receive thunderstorms as well. In the desert southwest, places like Phoenix and Tucson, they could see a few blowing dust events every year, but a dust storm wouldn't occur every year, perhaps once a year or two. They're most likely to occur in July and August. During drought conditions, they could appear on the plains. 
The main season for dust storms in the plains is March to April and late October to November. Sometimes a direco, which is an extremely windy thunderstorm complex, attracts long distances, can induce their own dust storms. And that's what happened May 12, 2022 in Iowa, Minnesota, and the Dakotas. The worst dust storm in history occurred in the 1930s, where there was a drought, over-farming, and poor agricultural practices across the High Plains combined to brew the infamous Dust Bowl between 1935 and 1938. I think the Dust Bowl years go back even before 1935. But between 1935 and 1938, 100 million square miles of the Texas and Oklahoma panhandles, northeast New Mexico and eastern Colorado and central and western Kansas were affected. During one of the Dust Bowl-induced dust storms in 1935, dust blew all the way to Chicago and red-tinged snow fell on New England that winter. A historic heat wave developed last month in April over Morocco, Spain, parts of northern Africa, Portugal. Temperatures were record-breaking, even reaching historic highs. An early season heat wave is at full force in the Pacific Northwest, and this includes much of Canada. This is actually the second major heat wave for parts of the British Columbia portions of Canada for this year. The first one occurred during the first week of May. Places like Alberta, Manitoba, in the Northwest Territories, and even Nunavut, N-U-N-A-V-U-T, Saskatchewan. The most extreme was an 88-degree reading in Hay River, which is in the Northwest Territories. This is almost 40 degrees above normal. That city is located 60.5 degrees north latitude. It's on par with Anchorage, Alaska, 430 miles south of the Arctic Circle. The jet stream is the cause for all this. A dramatic northward bulge of the jet stream. The jet stream is a river of wind in the upper atmosphere that divides the heat near the equator from frigid air banked up over the North Pole. The jet stream dip, and the dip is within which was nestled a pocket of cold air, low pressure, and spin at high altitudes that dove south over the west coast. The jet stream then surged into Canada because the jet stream deviated so far north Warm air was able to slide hundreds of miles north of where it otherwise ordinarily would be. This information comes from the Washington Post. There was another heat wave which took place during the second week of this month. It's also a historic heat wave which brought unprecedented temperatures to Southeast Asia. In fact, a lot of this is still going on. Vietnam and Laos, L-A-O-S, recorded their hottest temperature ever observed, in some places topping 110 degrees Fahrenheit. And Luang Prabang in Laos, temperature at 110.3 degrees. That's an all-time record high previous record 109 degrees or 108.9 degrees 
which was actually set just last month in April. The city Hoixuan, H-O-I-X-U-A-N, hit 111 degrees, 111.4 degrees. This is back within a couple days of May 8th. That was the hottest temperature for that nation, for Vietnam. Previous record was 110.1 degrees set in 2019. In April, the hottest temperature in Thailand, the first time the city, the place has ever recorded a reading of 45 degrees Celsius, 113 degrees Fahrenheit, anywhere in the country, took place in April. Record heat occurred in China as well, including the Hainan province, H-A-I-N-A-N, and Chengzhuang, C-H-A-N-G-J-I-A-N-G, Temperature hit 107 degrees, or 106.7 degrees. Extreme temperatures caused school closures in the Philippines. The source for the seed has been an area of high pressure over the Southeast Asia. This actually is a typical setup for that part of the world, but for some reason, the temperatures went much hotter this time around. It's usually difficult to get temperatures above 100 degrees in Southeast Asia because of the high humidity. Whenever you have humidity, it's the sun is not as efficient at heating those temperatures. Some of the records reported in this nation, the United States, over the past weekend On Saturday, May 13th, high temperature Portland, Oregon hit 93 degrees. Old record was 92 degrees set back in 1973. This information comes from AccuWeather. Vancouver, Washington, 93 degrees. Old record 91 degrees set in 1939. This other city, which I don't know how to pronounce that, is the most significant over here. Kualiut, Washington, Q U I L L A U. L-A-Y-U-T-E The new record's 90 degrees That beats the old record by 10 degrees The old record was 80 degrees Set back in 1975 Olympia, Washington New record 89 degrees Old record 88 degrees Set in 1973 And Seattle, Washington New record 86 degrees Old record 85 degrees Set in 2018 Redding, California Hit 96 degrees Fresno hit 99 degrees on Sunday and Bakersfield hit 102 degrees. That's the city's first day over 100 this year. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. The following is a one-minute trailer. We have two things going on. We have evaporative cooling, and we also have dynamic cooling, and the two are coming together to produce a major snowstorm in the deep south. The only time you could blame cold air on climate change is when it's a result of the stratosphere warming, which is what causes all the Arctic air to come down south. The way to get a six-inch snowstorm here in the Midwest and in the southern plains has always been you need three ingredients. It's hard to believe the numbers that are being forecasted. Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning.
Hey, we have a special guest on our show. Uh, what is your name? Twelve. 27.1 barometric pressure. Feet of snow are falling in Japan. Oh my God. That's a time of celebration. Just Google weather with enthusiasm and they're all going to come up.